It's the perfect theme song that encapsulates this entire show. I think. Because we're back. All new episode. Your friends with benefits. Oh, wait, I did that wrong. I'm supposed to say I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. That's how it's <laughs> supposed to go, and I already messed it up. Uh, but uh, I, I thought I had, an, I had an epiphany today that I was like, man, you know, it would have almost been a better name for this show. Hmm. Uh, Tangent Time. Oh, yeah, but Friends with Benefits is funny. Friends with Benefits is really funny. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking today, I was like, man, we do go off on a lot of tangents, and Tangent Time would be hilarious, would be is a great <laughs> name. But, um, you know, whatever. Friends with Benefits, great name. Uh, so here we are, episode 20-something. Uh, 27, 26, I don't know. Eight ish, whatever. It's fine. Um, I want to. Uh, I have to publicly apologize because uh, I made the mistake of Monday. I completely and totally forgot to post the bonus episode, so it went up Tuesday instead. Uh, so, oh well, you know, no big deal. Uh, but I realized that like that night, I texted you and I was like, oh my god. I completely forgot. Um, so, oh my god! Uh, oh, oh my god! Um, so yeah, it was uh, uh, it was it was my bad. Like I'm the one that did that um, because I, I and like I, I I had gotten home and um, I had I had gone to uh, the Walmarts to pick up something for dinner to make and I got back and I was like in the middle of making dinner and I was like something 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 I'm waiting for somebody to say something about whatever we said on that episode then I was like oh dear god I didn't even post it and I realized it and then I felt awful and you know here we are well sometimes you get distracted by porn I do Uh, it's bad sometimes but uh, you know it is what it is I guess. So, um, I was, I was still, uh, sad from the, um, the burial of the video game console topic. So, uh, Fair. but, uh, you know, I added, I subscribed to, uh, uh, our good friend Jason's new podcast on my, uh, podcast app. Uh, I checked him out as well. I haven't listened, but I've subscribed. Yep, before it all starts. See, I'm, I'm right in the middle of a... Like, I'm, like, legit in the middle of a of an episode of a podcast that I'm listening to. So mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to stop it to start a new one. But uh, but it's, it's, like, literally, like, it's next in my queue. So, like, it is the next thing that's going to pop up and play. Uh, I just... Um, like, I'm... I'm like 50 something minutes into a 177 minute podcast. I can't give it up now. I can't. I'm two thirds of the way through the newest audiobook I'm listening to. Okay. And I'm really enjoying it. So I'm trying not to like veer away. So. Yeah. That's uh no, it's, it, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's important to finish what you start. And so I just like, I, I need to finish this episode. I respect the fact that you're finishing that audio book. Uh, but that is legit next on our cues. So, uh, give that a listen and, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, also send us your, uh, we make the call numbers for you. We've got a couple trash submissions that we're not going to do. Uh, so we're waiting for, uh, the good ones to call in. So we may, you know what we may end up doing is we may end up just having to do it live and just like, uh, do a live show and just like force people to, uh, to, to do it, to, to listen as like, as they're listening live, we have to solicit them, uh, have them call in and tell us like, we might have to make it like fully interactive for them. I don't know. Maybe, you know what else we have to do? I don't know if we each can, other. Well, <sighs> I mean, this, this is something new. Uh, it's not something we've done a lot. Um, but I don't know if we can steal this bit for the show. Because it's a, it's a bit that we did on the other show, but I don't know if we can do it here. On the, I need your ruling. Okay. Do you think that it, it, it's appropriate for us on 
your friends with benefits podcast to read jail mail. Because oh, I know you probably yes. forgot about jail mail. You probably forgot about it. I haven't thought about jail mail in months. But guess what? We have we have a good like five or six emails stacked up, and we we've got a few that have been uh, sitting in the old inbox for a hot minute. So we could we could uh, we could read some of them, but I don't know if that's poaching on our own bit. No, because I mean. In fairness, I feel like a lot of jail mail was written about me. Yeah, that that is very true. An odd amount was written about you. <laughs> uh, and uh, you were often the reader, so I feel like yeah. uh, I feel like in the divorce we get jail mail. Okay. Uh, well, and, and, and it was a very amicable divorce, so I guess yeah. we'll we'll take. I guess I guess we will take jail mail. So uh, maybe. Uh, next week or the week after, we will see the triumphant return of jail mail. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. And that's not even... I'm so like, excited. Last week we were talking about, or last episode we were talking about, like, all the exciting things that were coming and stuff that we couldn't talk about yet because we wanted to, um, uh, before we, we commit crimes, we want to make sure that we're going to actually do this to have it. Uh, but... This isn't even what we're talking about when we were talking about, like, we got some real fun things coming up that are like, even I can't believe some of the stuff that's coming up on the show this year between now and the end of the year. Fun stuff. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the itinerary for the rest of the year and like, I can't believe that we've got some of this stuff coming. And that's what that's uh, like. I literally just sprung jail mail on you right now. Like we have not talked about it at all before this and I sprung it on you. And so that wasn't even part of the, the, uh, the, the conversation last week. So add jail mail to that mix. And my God, it's, uh, it's a, a, a stacked super card gets even more stacked. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was hoping, I was hoping very much that you would you would want the return of jail mail, because um, I know I said, well, I don't know if we can, uh, I don't know if it's it's ours to to use, but I was secretly hoping you would you were going to say yeah that you wanted to do that. So oh, I'm always in for jail mail. Awesome. Uh, so we'll have a new jail mail. Uh, I will go ahead and say, uh, I can, I think we we I can promise this a new at least one new jail mail before the end of the month. Uh, Yay! I think that's I think that's a pretty much a guarantee. You can lock that one in uh, because all we have to do is just open up the email box and read it. I, I, I'll pick the right one. Uh, I still have that one that um, I have to save for a live show uh, because it's like I cannot read this one on the actual show. Like we have to do it on a on a Friends with Benefits live show. Good, um, good, so, good. Um, uh, once and as oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, if you are incarcerated, yeah. if you are listening to this show, mm-hmm. iheartstamos at gmail dot com. That's the one. Is your go to. That's the one. Email us your jail mail. Send us a story. If you're doing a book club, we'll read along with you. We will. Uh, yeah, there were because there was one guy that was trying to do a book club about like a like what was it like a wizard stealing someone's dick or something? Yeah, a, a penis stealing wizard. <laughs> Which I'm kind of like, I kind of want to go back and find that one and, and listen to it again because uh, I need to figure out what this book is because I kind of want to read it. Uh, if you want to write a book about people on the show, go for it. And I hope you're out there. I hope you're still. Oh listening. yes, yes. Apple, Apple. If you still somehow have found your way to the friends with benefits podcast oh man please write us again uh the uh, you know you know what i think we also need to do Hmm. uh because uh i know we get jail mail um but i found the mailing address for somebody in jail that you might know and i'm thinking about writing writing them a letter and seeing if we get something back. I might know. Yeah. Is it someone who's written us before? No. But you you know him very well, I think. Oh. Uh, 
I'm intrigued. Uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to text you a name, and um, I found the the where to write a letter to get this person to read it and respond, and people have been getting stuff back, and I'm about ready to uh, to send a letter. Oh, yeah, baby. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, then we'll do that. But before we get there, before we get to what else we got the rest of the year, before we get to more jail mail, uh, before we get to all of that stuff, we got this episode to get through. We can't get through. We, we can't discount this episode already. And we're going to start a new – we had we had our uh, video game console series before – uh, that ended with the last episode. And we've got a new one that's, that, that we're going to start on the next episode. So we have, we have w- uh, one episode where we need to bridge that gap. So we came up with an idea that's kind of a little bit of one, a little bit of the other, kind of mushed together. So we're going to talk, because uh, I don't think any of them actually made the list, either one of our lists. Um... Uh, on any on any console, uh, but we're going to talk our favorite wrestling games. Uh, we're not going to do this for any other thing. We're not going to do like you know favorite you know racing game, favorite action adventure game, favorite whatever game. We're not going to cover all these. This is literally just a one week gap bridge. Um, so we're going to do this, but um, favorite wrestling game. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You can go first. All right. Well, I'll start out with a story that's about a game. That's not my pick because that's of course what we do here at tangent town, uh, <laughs> uh, tangent time, tangent town, whatever. Um, when I, I bought a Nintendo 64 for WCW NWO revenge, and I had, I had saved my money. I had saved like my birthday money, my Christmas money. I had saved all my money, all my allowance. I'd saved my nickels and my dimes. Um, and I knew that I was going to buy WCW versus NWO Revenge and a Nintendo 64. Three days before I bought that bundle, that self-made bundle, I... Much to my, my dad just could not believe that I did this. I bought the strategy guide for WCW versus NWO Revenge because I wanted to be able to know all the moves and how to do stuff before I bought the game. I was trying to, I was trying to practice ahead of time. And, uh, so WCW NWO Revenge was like my first real, um, like, it, it was like right when I had gotten back into wrestling because I had gotten out of wrestling in like early 93 and I got back into it like early 96. So like 97, 98 was like, like it was like, it, it was still fresh to me. It was still good to me. Uh, I, I loved it. It was like, it, it had consumed my life. Uh, so it was like my first, it was that, that was my first wrestling game, like back in the fold. And I thought it was the best wrestling game that I had ever played ever until a few years later when WrestleMania 2000 came out Oh yeah! and I thought that was the best wrestling game I had ever played mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until a year or so later. When WWF No Mercy came out. And I thought that was the best wrestling game ever. And then we got to my pick, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. (laughs) Um, And mostly for the uh, video game return of uh, Shawn Michaels. um, In his, like, really weird brown elimination chamber tights. His shit brown pants. Yeah, they were so bad. And his Dutch boy haircut. Uh, his that, shitty bob. Yeah, it was so bad. But uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, 
I put so much time into that game. Um, I really wanted to pick, I wanted to be cliche and pick no mercy. Uh, but at my core, I am a PlayStation fanboy. And here comes the pain was, in my opinion, the best PlayStation wrestling game still to this day. I would agree with that. So I'm going to, uh, I would definitely agree with that. So I've also got a story. All right. Uh, Cause I don't think you're going to let me pick Def Jam fight for New York. <laughs> I honestly, I would let you, um, as long as you didn't pick WWF attitude, I'd let you pick whatever you want or Warzone. Uh, yeah, not, not okay. But otherwise, um, the, yeah, I was going to try and defend attitude, but all it had was a big roster. Um, yeah. So, I know everyone loved No Mercy. Everyone but me loved No Mercy. Because, do you remember hearing uh, about the, and I think we've even talked about this before. I know we've talked about it uh, on the other show before. But do you remember hearing about there was a small number of cartridges that there was a... um, a save function, like there was something messed up. Yes. So the sa- the saves would clear out of nowhere. Yes, I do remember that. Guess who ended up with one of those cartridges? Oh no! And uh, like you know, people complain about the prices of video games now. If you go back and look at old Toys R Us ads and stuff, like N sixty four games were anywhere between seventy to seventy five dollars on average. Yeah, they were not cheap at all. And that was like money 22 years ago. So, I mean, that was probably the equivalent to like 100 bucks now. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's my story about that. And, like, I just remember being gutted the first time it happened. Like, I was going into a cage match against Triple H and like my dude had won, like I was the champion and I was having to go, go in and defend my title. And all of a sudden the dude comes through the curtain and it just says player. And it's just the generic looking like guy in the black singlet with like no facial hair, no hair and just like black boots and black elbow pads walking down the ring. And I tried, like, I tried, but like all he had, regardless of what direct, like for the light and for the hard attacks, any direction you pushed was the same thing. Uh, and his, yeah, that and his idiotic finisher was the top one on the list, which for some reason was a two time double leg or was a two time single leg takedown. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah. trash. And I actually did not buy another wrestling game because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go Def Jam. It was more of a fighting game that just used the old Aki engine or an updated version thereof. Yeah. So on 360, I happened to find myself in a GameStop one day, and I was bored, and uh, I was kind of like looking around. And I noticed there was a used copy of SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Okay. And holy shit, I played the hell out of that game. Was Uh, 2007 like the tag team one where they did a lot of stuff with tag teams or was that 08? I think that was 08. Um, 07 was the first one where you could like, that was the first one where they were really hard on like the... uh, like it even had its own section of legends that would like show up randomly and stuff. Like I remember I got eliminated by eventual Royal Rumble winner, Bret Hart. Um, that's awesome. And that was the first big one where, uh, cause I don't think they really did it on like, cause that was the first one that had, like, that was the first time I think they really, on like the next gen stuff where they'd really pushed like a hard storyline and you could even get like drafted to other shows. 
Because I remember being super pissed because I'd won. I was playing as Mr. Kennedy and I'd won the tag team titles with uh, Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Then I had to forfeit the title because I got drafted to Raw. That sounds like something they would do. Yeah, infuriating. And then, uh, and then you 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 hit a DDT and a ten man tag, and Randy Orton complains about you, and then you're fired. <laughs> and then it just doesn't even let you play the game anymore. It erases your safe. Oh wait, that. Oh was no, no that was the other one. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's sad. Um, no, I, I like that. Like that stretch of like oh six, oh seven, oh eight. SmackDown versus Raw's were very, very fun. Yeah. Um, those were like the last of the really fun. WWE games because then shortly thereafter it became like it, I think it, that was around the time where it was sold to the 2K or it became like very just by the formula where it was just a roster update and that's about it. Well, and it had like 08 was the one that was plagued with like regardless of who you played as you could have like some weird uh, top rope and like even middle rope moves, because, like, guys, Mark Henry never did a spinning leg drop off the middle rope. No. So. Not once. So I think in the realm of the SmackDown versus Raw games, I think 07 was probably my favorite. Yeah, that was, uh, um, yeah, that era was just so, so good. And then they became real trash. Yeah. When was the last time you bought a WWE title? Uh, the last one I bought, and I only played it for five minutes, was uh, 2K13 because it was the last one with Punk in it. And before mm-hmm. that, it was uh, 2010, maybe? Maybe longer? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. I was gifted 2K15 when I got my PS4. Uh but I can honestly say I didn't play too much of it like I'm just I'm not a huge like fighting game guy. Yeah. With the exception of Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> By the way, can we start a Kickstarter to get me a copy of that game on GameCube? Because it's $175. Oh, I bet you we could make that Kickstarter. I bet you if we made it like, okay, okay, here's what we need to do. We need, we need to make a $500 Kickstarter. So you can buy that game, I can buy Earthbound for Super Nintendo, and then we're done. I'm into that idea. I think it's a great idea. And what we'll do is uh, we'll have bonus content uh, for people like on different pledge levels. And it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll we'll stream some gameplay. I don't know how you'll stream anything off of Super Nintendo, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, I will offer different pledge levels. Um, oh gosh, I, I now I've started this and I have to say it. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get this, but uh, I will send you uh, lewd pictures of people's significant others. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to hack into people's phones. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, since, you know, this week we've been talking about committing crimes, I guess cybercrime will work. Uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. So there you go. There you have it. We'll start a Kickstarter. Maybe we should start an Indiegogo because with those, you don't even have to meet the goal. Like, you just get the money. <laughs> that might be good. Yeah, but the Kickstarter's funnier. That's true, yeah. Kickstarter's more classic. Um, uh, what we need to do is we need to, need to, uh, we need to go back and, and restart the Patreon, is what we need to do. <laughs> That's what we should do, is we should do the Patreon, and then like the bonus episodes start becoming extra stuff that you get. Okay, yeah, I'm going to work out the Patreon hierarchy, and then we'll talk. We're going to get you a copy of this game. All right, buddy. I'm into it. I'm into it. I don't even care how, but we're going to do this. Uh, So, yeah. 
That's what we'll do. It's going to be fun. Um, so, uh, I had an interesting conversation today at work. Um, there was a point where work was absolute chaos. Um, but in between that, um, a buddy of mine and, uh, and I were talking at work and we had a serious disagreement about the entire idea of Bigfoot. Okay. And I am a, I am a firm, staunch believer that Bigfoot is real. And I think that like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, I think are completely and totally real. They might not be exactly what they've morphed into in pop culture now, but I think that, that there is some kind of creature out in the uh, northwestern woods. Um, I think that there is something. And uh, I think that this, I, I, I especially think that Bigfoot is, is real and some people uh don't think so some people believe that the uh he's a he's an urban legend conspiracy theory folklore creature that's made up but i think it's true where do you fall on bigfoot bigfoot's one of those things i like really want to be true yeah uh, i can think of some super rad like bigfoot movies that's true, and I'm not even talking about like the um, uh, the monster truck, because I think I know that Bigfoot's real, but um, that's a joke that like one person listening is going to laugh at, and that's okay. I thought it was pretty good. I'm here for that one person, but uh, there's a oh, go ahead. Sorry, there's a movie called Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Oh God, that's great. I'm guessing. Okay, here's. I'm guessing the plot. I've never heard of this movie before, right now. But if you're looking up the plot, I'm guessing DB Cooper jumps out of that plane with all the money, right? Hits the ground, is injured, but he lands like in Bigfoot's lair or like around where Bigfoot lives, and then they like he has to escape Bigfoot. Please tell me I'm close. So I'm on a, uh, a slash film countdown list, right. and this is it says story question mark shirtless young men with little guns roam the woods around their rural estate and are soon visited by Bigfoot and DB Cooper. Okay, yeah, I was way off. <sighs> I was not not even close. Oh my gosh, it spoils the end of the movie. Do you want me to tell you about it? Oh god, yes. Yes, please. Uh, David Ducateau returns to the Bigfoot subgenre with equally uninspired results, but hey, at least the end of the film explains why D.B. Cooper was never found. Spoiler, dot, 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 he's Bigfoot. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh... I guess. Yeah, buddy. Well, that's stupid. I think my plot was much better. Yeah, oh yeah, yours sounded much, much better. Yeah, I feel like my plot was a lot better than D.B. Cooper is Bigfoot. <laughs> the one for the movie called Wild Men, entertainment, it's just four or five words, it just says, this is a horrible movie. <laughs> but it was listed above D.B. Cooper and Bigfoot. Well, yeah. Reverse Big, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, D.B. Cooper is Bigfoot. That's kind of like uh, Scott Bakula is Dracula. <laughs> That's just a bad... Uh, where do you stand on aliens? Oh, buddy, I'm I'm, I'm an aliens guy. You, you're an alien like, guy? I, I, I'm a huge aliens guy because I, I have a hard time believing in the vastness and the ever-expanding... Like, the, the expanse of space is never-ending. We cannot for a multitude of reasons, be the only intelligent life here. Do you think aliens have uh, have actually landed on Earth already? Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually do. I And th this isn't a con – like, again, this is a straight-up conversation we did not have. No, uh, no. Like, I, we, we have not talked about this before. But really, like, you think aliens have, have landed already? Oh, yeah. Like in in Roswell or like or somewhere else that 
Roswell, and like I definitely think that there, there's been contact made like in the United States, but I would say like uh, just logistically and like size of area, uh, I think Russia's a good choice because it you know it expands into two continents, right? Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if they somehow like. If they landed in Antarctica and were like, nope, nothing's alive here. Time to go. It's too cold. Yeah, so. maybe so. Because um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm like, there's no way. It's very egotistical to think that humans are the only like yeah. life forms or like, you know what I mean? Like, I know there are other life forms like, you know, other animals and stuff. But like the the, the animals and the creatures that exist on Earth are the only ones in the universe it's it's very egotistical to think that way um so i'm with you i don't know i don't know that i i believe that anything has has landed but at the same time i mean i can't i can't rule it out and yeah i i I can see where you're coming from there um well, do you think something like, do you think a show like The X-Files, like, like, do you think, like, people who know, like, people who know for sure, they would do something like, well, let's make a show about it and ingrain it in pop culture so that, like, people won't take it seriously? And it's like really? a distraction. Like, do, do, do you think someone is like, okay, well, we're going to make a show like The X-Files so that when somebody is like, I think there have been aliens, then they're like, oh, you've just been watching too many X-Files or like, oh, you're one of those people. Like, do you think maybe it's – I don't want to use the term propaganda, but do you think maybe it's like a way to disarm, disarm those people and make them seem less credible? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, um, like that's what I like that. That was a thought that I had was like, because like now if you talk to somebody and you're like, oh, like they think that aliens exist, it's like, oh, well, they're a sci-fi nerd because like that's all they like. They, they've kind of made it into like a less serious topic by by making it like a a, a part of pop culture, so that like you kind of like. There's no escaping from that if you if you want to try and talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Um, and I was actually like, you can actually uh, you can track back and find like correlations between like uh, the first big spike in people claiming they were abducted by aliens happened after the H.G. Wells War of the Worlds. Yeah. Um, the second big spike of little, uh, of little gray men happened after they were like the, they were shown in an episode of the twilight zone. And did you know that anal probing in terms of alien abduction did not become popular until colonoscopy, colonoscopies became a normal thing in society? See, like there's a pattern behind it. Um, and I also think part of it is people are very, very impressionable. Yeah. Uh, I think people will, will, and I'm super guilty of reading more into things than what's actually there and connecting dots that, excuse me, that, that like are not connectable, but I'll connect them anyway. Um, like I have a whole big theory about coronavirus, um, uh, that I think the coronavirus was uh, released was developed and released on purpose by the Chinese to stop the uh, the Hong Kong protests and the uh, uh, to get out of the U.S. trade war that was going on at the time. Um, I feel like uh, China released on purpose a uh, a a virus that you that was extremely communicable so that people couldn't be next to each other to protest. Because if you remember right before coronavirus hit, that was the big thing was like, everybody was protesting 
for uh, Hong Kong freedom and like the NBA people from the NBA were real outspoken about it and it was getting them in trouble. And then all of a sudden here comes coronavirus. You can't protest because you know, you're going to spread this disease. I think they did it on purpose. You think so? I do. I that, like that, that. That's like a conspiracy theory that like in my heart, I completely believe. Like every fiber of my being feel like thinks that it was developed like the, like that, that every, I think every country of course has like a catalog of, of viruses and like known viruses and diseases and stuff for research. Like, you know, they, so they can build and design medications and treatments and all that stuff for them. Um, but I think that the Chinese released COVID-19 on purpose uh, because they they were trying to find the the perfect virus. Um, because think about it, when you owe money to the mob, right, and the mob wants you to pay up, they don't come out and they just kill you. They they break your knees or they attack your family, right? They go after your family, and this is a uh, this is a virus that attacks uh, the older population. So they say, you know, you, you got to stay inside or your parents are going to get killed. Like your parents are going to get this disease. It's probably going to kill them. Yeah. And it was just like one week. It was all of these, these protests for, you know, freeing Hong Kong. And then like right after that, it was like the U S and China were uh, deep into this trade war. And uh, it was not going China's way. Like Trump was putting all these tariffs on stuff. Um, and it was like, it was escalating and everybody was about to lose. And then boom, their economy kind of tanks a little bit so that the U S is like, okay, well we can't tax a lot of stuff because you guys can't afford it because you know, your, your economy's in, in the trash because all these people that were out protesting now have the coronavirus, So they got to stay home. Everybody's real, real sick. It solved both of their problems in one, one fell swoop. Hmm. I am like I am one thousand percent like in total belief that that's a true that that theory is true. Do you want to hear my 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 my, my really big tinfoil one? Yes, my, my tinfoil hat one. So the U.S. government went and explored like deep reaches of Antarctica, and then when they came back, them and a bunch of other countries got together and decided to make it illegal. For any science group, any scientific research, or anything to be done out of, like, outside of certain testing areas in Antarctica. No one has been allowed to travel to a certain point in Antarctica for, I think, something like 40 or 50 years. Oh. And they don't allow flyovers. They'd like, the, there is something. And there's some reason, because you can't just be like, well, it's super cold. Well, no right. fucking shit, it's super cold. It's Antarctica. Right, it's cold everywhere in Antarctica. But part of me thinks there's just something. I don't know what, but something. Do you think that might be an alien thing? Like evidence of an alien thing that they can't get out? Evidence of an alien thing? I also think... Uh, I, I think it might just be the largest resource of crude oil. Oh yeah. That makes more sense than um, that way. If anything ever happens and it actually does become a rarity, like a few of the superpowers, us, Britain, Japan, uh, you know, throw in Canada and yeah. whoever else we're they're friendly polite. with at that point. Yeah, um, come along. They're nice. They're polite. They'll apologize yeah. for everything. So let them come aboard. And I think at that point you would have, they can come along and look like they're saving the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's when meanwhile, it's just been sitting there and they've known about it for over half a century. That's a good theory. I see my mind immediately went to like, what kind of creatures buried in the ice that could hurt us all that they're just not letting somebody go in on and, and thaw out. But you went the smarter way of crude oil. So 
<laughs> that's much more real. So, do you think anything is? Um, do you think anything is in behind the heads in Mount Rushmore? I know that's a popular one. I'm going to say no. I I don't. I don't think anything's hidden back there. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other. I don't know. There's a uh, there is a hidden chamber uh, that was revealed. that's behind Lincoln's head. Wait, like legit? Yeah, there's an 18 foot door, um, and it leads to a room that is uh, supposedly 74 feet long and 35 feet high. Um, and what, it was. What are they going to do? Play some play some ball like half court in there? Well, it like, was. It was originally intended to be the holding place for America's prized possessions, uh, in a room hmm. that was to be called the Hall of Records. Uh, it does contain important documents like the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. It is sealed off from the public, um, and people are not allowed to go in. Uh, so there is the, the leading theory is that um, uh, proof of extraterrestrial beings is in there, um, or uh, you know, hidden stuff in there like uh, something that Nicolas Cage would steal in um, uh, National Treasure. But uh, but yeah, so there is a room. There is a there is a big room that is sealed off to the public behind Lincoln. So does that change your mind? <laughs> uh, I'll say I believe that that room's there. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can say if there ha- if they have that, there's going to be something set there to guard it. So I could see maybe some quarters being hidden in. I don't know, someone else's head. Uh, I don't know, Washington has all that hair, so maybe him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I've got one for you. Okay. What do you think's at Area 51? I think, okay, here's my theory about Area 51, because I've, I've, I was, I, like, I had this on my list circled, because if you didn't bring it up, I was going to bring it up. Okay. I think at one time, I think there was something involving extraterrestrial activity at Area 51. But I think because now it's become like a thing, um, I think they've moved it somewhere else. Uh, so I don't think Area 51 is like the alien hotspot anymore, the extraterrestrial hotspot. But I think at one time it was. I think that's true. But I don't know, of course. Um, And, um, but yeah, I think, uh, um, I, I think at one point before, like, it got out, I think that they did, um, Either that or instead of having proof of extraterrestrial life, I think that is where they were developing like technology to try and bring extraterrestrial life here. Like either like interspace um, signal beacons or like uh, like inter- interspace radio signals or whatever uh, that they were sending out to try and draw aliens in uh, or attract something like, I think that's where that was. Uh, but I think since people have known about it, uh, it's too publicized. Yeah. yeah. And I also think that, the, and I think the perfect time to do that was uh, around the world war two era when they were, they, they then started to use that as a, um, a nuclear bomb. Uh, like testing facility. Uh, and I think that was the perfect cover to like swap stuff out. Buddy, we're, we, we sound like we're like high, high. I right know now. The, the, the description of this episode is going to be, um, if you're not high, when you're listening to this episode, be drunk. Because that's the only way to to uh, to to listen to this episode and not think that we are absolutely full on batshit crazy. 
episode title chemically altered while listening. Yeah. Like you better be <laughs> because that's the only way that this stuff is going to make sense. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, apparently Roswell even has like aliens on their like street, like their street lights and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's been publicized, like not publicized. It's been like, it's been profiteered, I guess might be the, the better phrase. Yeah. Um, Oh, gosh. I want to ask you about another one. Okay. Do you think Hitler escaped and went to South America? Uh, no. Yeah. Because, because I, f- I like... Uh, I feel the same way about that that I do about, like, Elvis. Uh, or, uh, like, any of these people that are like, oh, they, they're dead, but they're not really dead. It's like... In our age, as much as I don't want to admit it, uh, Andy Kaufman, um, in this, especially in this day and age, but even like, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, like, you can't escape surveillance. And when I say surveillance, I mean either security cameras, people's phones, like, you have no privacy anywhere anymore. Uh, and unless, like, un- unless they put people in an underground bunker that why would you even want to be alive? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, like, I-, I fully believe that they, you know, saved many, uh, many scientists and many people that were, like, in the inner circle to, to you know, use them and their knowledge, um for political gain and, and gain in, in conflict. But I just don't see it. I, I cannot find it realistic that like these high profile people, um, that are dead are secretly not dead. Like there's that theory that Elvis is in home alone. Have you seen that? What? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a, uh, there's a, a theory that Elvis is a background character in home alone. And there's like a screenshot where it's like someone's pointing out this one specific character and they're saying that it's Elvis. And I just, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that Elvis, I, I don't believe that Elvis was ever alive past the point where they say that he was dead. Um, I think there's too many people, especially, you know, nowadays, like the truth would have come out from somebody. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but you know, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage at one, at one time was claiming to have met Elvis when he was dating, uh, Priscilla. I see. And he's a liar. He is a liar. Yeah. I will call him out on that. He is a liar. That's the episode title. Nicholas Cage is a liar. <laughs> I will tell uh, him that to his face. Like, because I guess the rumor is he said that one day, like, they were going out somewhere and uh, she was just, like, driving. And she was like, well, where are you taking me? Or he asked. And she was like, well, I'm taking you to meet my dad. And they were like, lit- she literally drove somewhere and they took a helicopter into the middle of the woods and he got to meet Elvis because Elvis wasn't dead. See, okay, because here's my question. And this is to you, this is to everybody. Like, if you are one of the most famous people in the world, like, you are legit, like, one of the top five most famous people in the world, right? And you've got this lifestyle that goes along with that, where you've got, you know, the big mansion and, you know, the the, the people that, you know, clean and cook and all this stuff for you. Like your life is that way. Like you have people drive you places. All you have to do is say, Hey, I want this. And someone's going to get it for you. You don't ask any questions. You don't need to know how they, they get it for you. Like your, that is your life. Right. And then one day you just like wake up and you're like, nah, I'm tired of it. I just want to live like a hermit in the woods or live underground and never talk to anybody ever again. That might some days sound real appealing. Like I have those thoughts some days where I'm like, man, it would be great to just get away from people like forever. But after like a month, 
you get over that real quick. And, like, you start to miss, like, like, when I go on vacation, like, I have fun at the time because I'm, like, going and doing something. But then, like, in those those quiet times, like, when it's done and I'm like, okay, it's, it's going to be good to get back to, you know, life. It's going to get good to get back into my routine and to get this stuff and, you know, like, um, you know, get back to the way, the, the things that I'm used to. Because people are creatures of habit. And I, I think it is impossible for somebody to just, like, do such a 180 and live out the rest of their life completely opposite of what they did before and not, like, break from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I just, I don't believe any of these, like, oh, well, he just, he just sold everything he had and moved to the woods and no one ever heard from him again. No, bullshit. No. Because the only people that do that are people like the Unabomber, um, and there's something wrong with them. And even he still like went into town uh, all the time and and stuff. So it's like even he wasn't like isolated, but like he's like the poster guy for isolation and and that type. like he still like rode into town and got newspapers and shit. So I mean. The the idea that you completely cut off contact and just like move to the woods and never talk to anybody ever again. Bullshit. I don't think that's true. And I don't think it's within the people's capability to do that. Yeah, especially as you were saying, someone that was so <laughs> I, I believe the premise of Bubba Hotep before I believe the premise of <laughs> he moves to that yeah. I believe that Elvis hired an Elvis impersonator who actually died because he got uh, sick of the fame, and then actual Elvis had no contractual proof that he got to go be Elvis Presley again. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, out of all the people like that get uh, impersonated, why is Elvis, like, number fucking one? I think I swear to God, if you say he's the king, I'm no, going to drive no. to Bowling Green and slap you. No, I think I, I think for for several reasons. Uh, I think okay. number one is that uh, his popularity in his profession spanned such an age range and such a like such a demographic that um, you know, and, and that he made such an impact on pop culture that it's it's one of the few things that is like one of the few acts that is truly timeless and he was a solo act. So like, if you were going to be like, man, I like, I love the Beatles uh, and I want to be part of a Beatles impersonator group. You need four people. Yeah. And Elvis with, with Elvis, there's enough like the hair, the sunglasses, you know, the, uh, all that stuff, like the jump, like there, there's enough to like pretty much anybody can look like Elvis with the getup. So I think it's easy for people to replicate, uh, and very recognizable just by sight and, uh, still ingrained in pop culture that it's, it, it's easy to be, it, it's easy to be successful with it. I think. Because you can't be a solo Beatles cover band. That's true. But you could be a solo Elvis cover act. So we're we're talking about the Beatles. I got to ask. Yeah. Do you think the U.S. government helped with the murder of John Lennon? I don't think so. Uh, I think that that was also a time when. You know, that was like before a lot of like celebrity stalkings and celebrity like bad encounters. Mm -hmm. Like who was the um, who was the woman that was on that show uh, where like the guy literally got her home address by going to the DMV and asking for her address. They gave it to him and then he went to her house and shot her. 
Oh my god! Like I, I don't know. God, yeah, it was this show that was like that was like uh, the it, like the, the the show was like the girl and like her like her cousin or her older sister or whatever on the on the storyline, and like she was like this up and coming young actress, and this guy was like obsessed with her. And like wrote her, wrote her letters and stuff to like the to like the TV station, and never heard anything back. And he decided that he was going to go like go talk, like go face to face to her. And he got her address because he went to the DMV and just requested it. And like the person at the counter just like gave it to him. And because of that, they changed the laws about like personal privacy and stuff. And so I think like that was around that. I think that was like the eighties. That was like the early eighties or late seventies. But it was like that time where like security with that stuff was still really lax. And like people didn't have, you know, like the entourage that like, like you couldn't go to Justin Bieber's house and shoot him. Like, not that I'm advocating that, but like you, if you wanted to go to like, you know, Taylor Swift's house or Justin Timberlake's house and be like, well, I'm going to meet them and I'm going to shoot them because I'm crazy. Like you wouldn't get past the gate and there would be like, they've got a security team. Like they've got, they've got a a posse. They've got like, you know, they've got a a bubble around them. Like at that, at that time in in the the sixties, seventies, even into the eighties, that wasn't a thing as much. And so, like, because that wasn't really, like, you didn't have a long history of, uh, like, friggin', um, uh, uh, was it, was it Adrian King from, uh, Friday the 13th that, uh, she had a stalker, uh, for years. And we, like, he would, he would, like, go to conventions and, like, like, he would, like, write her and stuff. And it was, like, real weird stuff. And then, like, he would go to conventions, meet her, and then, like, write that in his next letter. Oh, and like, and like, so she, she like got, like, she went into basically like into hiding for a while, quit acting altogether, uh, because it freaked her out, obviously, rightfully so. Um, but like, and then that was, you know, eight, 1980. So like a lot of stuff recently has changed with that. So I think that. Like, if you could get up close and shoot Versace, if you could, like, some of these people that have been killed that way, I don't necessarily think it's a conspiracy, but I think, um, I think it was just, you know, that threat wasn't, like, people weren't as aware of, of that being a possibility as they are today. But that's a good one. I'm trying to think if there's any other like real big conspiracy theories that. Ooh, I have one more I kind of want to touch on. All right, all right, what you got? And uh, it's not so much a do you have a theory about who, but because I think everyone has a theory about who. Um. Do you do you think Zodiac is still alive, or do you think the Zodiac killer is dead? I think the Zodiac killer is dead, but I'm torn because I'm fifty fifty on. I think the Zodiac killer might have been arrested for something else mm-hmm. and died either in jail or, uh, you know, was unable to continue killing. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think the Zodiac killer's dead and it's not Ted Cruz, obviously, but it's funny to think that it's Ted Cruz. No, it is funny to think it was Ted Cruz. It's, it's funny. The guy who challenges people to wrestle other people, which is just fucking weird. The best description of that is I've never seen a dick measuring contest where someone puts or where someone uses someone else's dick. Yeah, that's literally what. Why don't you wrestle the other guy? And then Batista jumped in because Batista's a badass and I love him. 
Yeah, uh, Batista might be my favorite person on the internet for the past like six weeks. Oh, Batista so. is the greatest. Like he is so nice. Um, coming from you know, like I, and I got to tell him to his face that he's he's awesome and like he he's he's great. I got nothing bad to say about Batista, partially because he'll beat the shit out of me, and partially because it's true. I have nothing bad to say about him. I love that he changed his Twitter name to Super Duper Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah. Because he is super duper to me and to everybody. Same here, buddy. Same uh, here. But do you think the Zodiac Killer's alive or is he dead? It's hard to say because it depends on. Because the first Zodiac Killer. When <sighs> was the first? Oh, you want to try this? Ready? Watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Hey, Google. When was the first. Victim of the Zodiac Killer. Uh, December 20th, 1968. So, I mean, you have to think, if they were in their early 20s when they started, they could very well still be alive. That's true. I mean, if they were born in, like, the 40s, uh, it's technically not... Even if it was, like, mid to late 40s, if they were born in, like... You know, 45. But I guess that would make them... Yeah, that would be 23. Yeah. So it's it's weird to say. And... It's uh, like when my dad was born. I also want to make Shit. a convincing argument. And I, I believe this might be true. I don't necessarily know if I believe that it was just one person. Yeah, that's the other thing is it might have been more than one person. Shit, like it just shook me a little bit to know that my dad is about as old as the Zodiac Killer could be. <laughs> like, I, I kind of want to change my mind. I didn't know that it was that close. Maybe the Zodiac Killer is alive, but but can you? Now we're getting into serial killers, but like which we need to do a thing on, like because oh my god, but um, yeah, oh my god, uh, oh my oh my god, uh, but uh, like there's got to be a reason why the Zodiac Killer just like stopped because like you know usually serial killers like that only stop when they're caught or when they're dead, and. Zodiac Killer was never caught, so it leads you to believe that he's dead. But man, sixty-eight. Oh, that 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 is unsettling to me now. <laughs> because like up until seriously, like up until like two years ago, uh, I believe that like my dad was in good enough shape that like he could have run from the police. I don't know. Like, God bless. Like, yeah, I just don't know what to think now. I'm just, I'm just at a loss. <laughs> you have, you have, you have shaken, shaken my, my, like my core when I think of the Zodiac Killer. Good, good. Like I, I just don't even know what to think anymore. Man. Well, uh, uh, since I'm kind of broken now, I, like, I'm, I think you, you, I think you broke my brain for this episode. Um, I think now that we're, we're, we're into overtime, we're into the over the hour. Uh, usually we try and stay at about an hour or less. Um, well, when we put the tinfoil hats on, we yeah. have to realize that time is just an illusion. Time is but a construct. So here we are. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, so yeah, we'll um, we'll be back uh, next episode for uh, a, new, a, a brand new feature. Oh, oh! So and just chill till the next episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, uh, make sure to give us a, uh, a a like, a share, a review. Reviews help us a lot more than you know. Uh, you know, rate us on Facebook, uh, share, share the episodes with somebody that, you know, um, you know, just, uh, uh, we appreciate all of that. Give us a, a comment on the episode. If you, if you like it, if you don't like it, uh, stuff that you want us to talk about, um, you know, whatever, just uh, give us some feedback. 
Give us some feedback. Show us some love. We will continue to show you love and rant about really freaking weird (laughs) and off-the-wall things for uh, way too long. And uh, we will continue to be your friends with benefits.